0: Thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill <laughs> and welcome to the fourth line voice podcast my name is Darren thank you very much for tuning in episode 62 of the big show some enforcer based podcasting coming at you brought to you by the hockey podcast Network How's everybody doing out there another Sunday crazy times. Hope everyone's staying safe. Thank you for thank you for uh play today. The smooth sounds through your headphones to the left to the right. I'm in a good mood today, folks. It's uh, well, I'm recording this on a Friday. Um, I took Friday. I took today off. Um, I could, I'm really. I have a player interview here in about 45 minutes. Um, I can really get used to these Fridays off. I'm not gonna lie. Um, course the condo next door sits empty so it's been a library around here this week which has been tremendous and uh yeah just in an overall good weather's nice here for uh December early December in Saskatchewan I cannot complain it is I can't I think the temperature about plus two or three today I mean for the folks down in Lando Lake Florida I mean they'd be you know shivering in their skivvies but uh out here it's uh you know you get, you get a plus three in December. You know you're uh, you're you know breaking out the margaritas and uh, and uh, you know sunblock. So it uh, it's good times right now, folks. But uh, again, episode sixty two. I encourage you to go back and check out the back catalog if you have not. My last episode on Wednesday, I uh, had an interview with Jay from Finland that's gotten a lot of uh, feedback. I've been hearing it for you guys. You were really digging it. Jay's a hell of a storyteller, and he's uh, been an interesting dude. I mean, he's over in, over in Finland. He's been a scout, a coach, an author, promoter of a fight tournament. You're like, what are you talking about? Well, I'm not going to tell you. you got to go listen to the interview. Go listen to the interview and find out. But no, he's a really good guy, and I was glad to finally get him on the show. And uh, like I said, with the nine-hour time difference, it was always tough to record. But uh, I took last Friday off, and uh, you know, you're know, you kind of thinking, what has what this guy got? Banker's hours? Government job. <clears throat> so, you know. Well, and that was the thing. I mean, I have all this holiday time, and uh, of course, we're not, uh, you know, every year we'd always go to Vegas in February well, that ain't happening this year, so uh, yeah, and I, I'd go for like, I'd take two weeks off in February, and we go to Vegas and whatever, but yeah, since we're not traveling this year, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of just, uh, you know, and they won't let me, uh, you can only well, where I am, you can only carry over 40 hours, so uh, as of right now, it was like, I have four weeks of holidays to use before April, so, well, technically three, because like I just said, I can carry 40 over, so I have, I have three weeks of holidays to use before April, so it, uh, yeah, so I've been slowly kind of whittling away And I'm figuring, well, I may as well just start taking Fridays off anyway So, yeah, so it's actually been kind of cool Because then during the day, if possible I've been, uh, and for the first two Fridays I've taken off it has, You know, like I said, Jay's interview last Friday And then I got one here shortly Everyone's happy, then my wife's happy Because when she gets, she doesn't have to listen to my dumb ass in the back room Yelling at the clouds about God knows what Everyone, everything's happy Uh, So all you have to do is take a Friday off So I highly recommend them They're great So you're sitting in your cubicle with your headphones on You're tired of listening to uh, Bethany tell you about her cat's rash Or uh, you know You're on the train And the the creepy guy Is looking at you I hear you, I feel your pain Yep, Take a Friday off What am I talking about? What are we going to talk about today? Well, I'm going to here. I actually have written down uh yes, YouTubers versus athletes. Oh, the betting is easy, guy. Uh, being grumpy on po- in podcasting—is it just a gimmick or is it real? Uh, spit and Chikolas fans being douchebags. Not all of them. Some of them. Yeah, just minor league guys getting overlooked. Yeah, I mean, it's a loose format here on the Sunday shows. So I will—I'll talk to you a bit. You know, we're hanging out. It's uh—you know—I always say it's going to be just a a, a a medley, a potpourri of topics but as i said i brought to you by the hockey podcast network uh I, don't, I should really find out exactly how many shows are on the network about 40 I believe I know every NHL team is represented so whatever team you're a fan of there is a podcast for you I know Kyle McLaren is a co-host on the San Jose uh, th- show uh, Craig Ludwig just signed up for the network and he is a co-host on the Dallas Stars show uh, Terry Ryan has his own show on the network and uh, of course Terry is written his second book Fights, a film, and a folklore. Uh, Terry Ryan2020 at gmail.com if you want an autographed copy mailed to you right from Terry himself. Uh, and it, I believe it's $35. Make an excellent stocking stuffer. And uh, stick that in your stocking. I ordered mine. Terry, where is it? Come on, let's go. Yeah, no, I actually just ordered it like two days ago. So uh, looking forward to that. And um, yes. And uh, Brad Lieb, former player, has uh, just signed on with the network as well with a Life After Hockey podcast. So so things are happening here at the network. The network got bought, actually, uh, by a, by three cats there. At a, uh, what is it? A, I can't even remember the name of their media group. I should know. I guess, I guess in a roundabout technical way they're my boss. But I should probably know the name of their company. But I don't. So, uh, but yes... And contract negotiations are happening. Can you believe we've got to sign contracts, folks? That's they take shit serious around here. Although I haven't got my contract yet. Isha, what's going on? Am I getting re signed or not? I don't know, maybe in the new year they're gonna they're gonna say we had a draw and your name came up. Yeah, there's been some changes in your department. I'm gonna get I'ma get that one. <laughs> should I stage a strike first? So at work I did a I I, I protested, I did a work slowdown. That's a problem nobody noticed. Look at me telling jokes here. Million comedians starving to death. I'm trying to be one. Uh, what are we doing here? Would you tune into this low rent outlaw mud show here? Yes, but for you, are you in the are you in the uh, Alberta area? Do you need winter tires? Do I have a deal for you? I don't know. Like I always say, I don't know if I have a deal for you. But if you have any tire problems, rim problems, punctures, holes, need winter tires, whatever you need, go to Fountain Tire in Minster. Owned and operated by Kent Staniforth, former 4th Line Voice guest and all-around good dude. Go in, tell him. Darren from the 4th Line Voice sent me. I don't know what that'll get you. That might get you a trip out the back door, too. I don't know. But Kent will hook you up. And all your tire, all your rubber needs. Well, maybe not all your rubber needs. Tire needs, anyway. Yeah, in Lloyd Minster, the border city. I wish you we were closer, Kent, because I gotta go for our SUV. I gotta go buy. I got. I need to buy winter tires and rims. Of course, it's still sitting in the shop from the damn hit and run. Yeah, five weeks to fix a back panel. What are we doing, Toyota? Yeah, you got some heat here. I mean, we got a rental, but I mean, come on. Apparently, it's getting painted right now. Oh, Okay, painted. All right, and then then it's got to be reassembled. Oh, I like, I like reading that email. Oh, yeah, reassembled. Our car is a fucking Lego block or something. Yeah, so whenever we get that back, oh, maybe I won't need winter tires. By the time, the way they're going, I mean, I might get the car back by spring and we'll be fine, you know, so. But if you need winter tires, Fountain Tire, Lloyd Minster, check it out. Or if you're just in the area, stop by, go in, ask for Kent. He'll tell you some good fight stories. Ask him about the time he fought Toporowski. Kent's a good dude. You gotta buy tires. You gotta give your money to somebody. Why not give it to Kent? That sounds so terrible when you say it that way, but you know what I mean. You're buying the tires anyway. You gotta see the hands on him. I think he could probably change two tires at the same time. That's how big his hands are. Yeah, But he's a good dude and he's helped me out a lot and uh, been more than generous uh he sent me a few things I always give him shit for sending stuff it's he doesn't need to do that but he's a he's a very nice guy and and I always say that's uh you know to break it down i don't want to sound hokey here but uh it's been true though uh that's been the real fun thing with the podcast is uh is like i've said before is uh getting to know these guys and uh and you get to meet different people doing this and and talking to them and uh you know, some guy—it's the interview, and they thanks, and you know, business as usual, and you never talk to him again. But, but other guys, um, you know, whether it be Kent or Dean Mayrad or Josh Mazur or Chris Graf, um, uh, Dakota Hodgers, i mean, you know—you you talk to these guys, and and then uh, afterwards, you maintain, you know, I mean, not all oh, we're best friends now, but I mean, you know. But you know, you send text messages or private messages. You kind, of, yep I always say it's kind of like you start sort of gaining a little bit of a friendship when you sort of ha- when you start having inside jokes with each other. It's kind of that thing, and uh, you know. But it, no, and it's been cool. I mean, I'm not trying to sound all hokey and whatever, but uh, it's been just cool the people that I've met through this and that I never would have otherwise. And uh, yeah, no, it's been cool. And uh, as much as I rant and rave and everything about uh, podcasting and shake my fist at the sky sometimes, which is like um you know there are, there are um well there are, obviously the positives outweigh the negatives or why would you do it but um yeah it's but it's been just it's been a good time and uh yeah going uh and there, and there's been times that I've I've wanted to quit and came really close I did for a little bit and uh but other times when things are going good and uh you know your guests are showing up when they said they will and and you're rolling along um yeah this podcasting is great and, uh, and like I said, and when you get the feedback from people, from the listeners and, uh, you see the show grow, um, it's a cool feeling. It really is. And, uh, I always said, i have never get hung up on ratings or where I am on chartables or stuff like that. Cause you know, so much of that is there's only so much you can do, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm always going to be a, a, a small fish in a big pond. Um, everyone and their dogs got a podcast now and, uh, yeah, so when you're a little little guy like myself or Alec or Joe or whatever, I mean, yeah, we don't have the NHL Rolodex that the ex-player who decides to do a podcast has. Well, yeah, he can just scroll through his phone and you know, he's got 300 NHL players phone numbers on there. Well, yeah, so of course, and I mean, and that ties into what I was saying here with like the minor league interviews and stuff. They get overlooked by the NHL guys and the spit and chiclets interviews and stuff. But you ever go back and you, you listen to the spit and chicklets interviews? Which interviews always sort of gain the most? I don't want to maybe not listens, but the most buzz about them, or that was the best, or whatever. It's always the minor league guys because they had the best stories, right? Brandon Walsh, Yablonsky, uh Steve Parsons, Bonvie, McGratton you know those guys. Well, I guess McGrath was an NHL guy, but you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, because they have the best stories, and that's what I've always I said from day one with this podcast. I mean, I've had an app- opportunities now and again. You get a, an NHL guy, oh, you should give him a call or whatever. And I'm not trying to shun the guy or whatever. Well, I'm never talking to an NHL guy. You know, that's not my that's not my gimmick, bro. I mean, I'm not saying that. But I've always sort of, I, whatever. For my heart has always been with the minor league and the junior guys, because to me they they do have. I've said this. A regular listener knows I've been saying this since day one. Uh, they they do have the best stories, and I and I somehow I don't know in a way I relate to them more, you know. And I you you hear about the grind on the bus and the long ro- and the long road trips and what they got to do to pass the time and you know three games and four nights and 20 hours on the bus and your hands are busted up but you gotta go fight the local animal and stuff, those are the guys I wanted to talk to and uh, yeah so, I've always, like interviewing Brett Burns doesn't wouldn't do anything for, I, I, well I wouldn't cause I don't really give a shit but I'm knocking Brett Burns, I just don't care You know, and nor do I care to listen to an interview that he's done. It doesn't matter to me. To me, those guys are about as exciting as a wheel of cheese. So, I mean, whatever. But obviously, there's a massive network. They're the biggest podcast in the world for hockey, and people obviously listen. Um, You know, I think that show really gained momentum when Biz joined. Not knocking Whitney and them, but to me, it it had an extra level when Biz showed up because of his personality and what he brought. And, yeah, yeah. But again, and the, uh, the only time I find it frustrating is, uh, you know, they have Yablonsky on. And everybody's, oh, this is the greatest episode ever. Well, my friend Alec at Five for Fighting interviewed Yablonsky six months ago, and the interview was two hours long. He told all the he told all the stories and more, and a fraction of the people listened to it. That's the frustrating part as a creator. You provide this content, and what you know is a great interview, but at the time, it's, all oh, it's some minor league guy. No one, oh, I never heard of him, so no one listens. I've had regular listeners that listen to They pick and choose what they listen to of mine. And, that, hey, I appreciate the fact they listen to anything that I do, but my point being is instead of, oh, I'm not going to listen to that episode because I don't know who he is or whatever, to me you're missing out because I wouldn't have them on if I didn't think they'd be good, first of all. I talk to all these guys before I have them on, and we lay out some groundwork, I talk about them, and they tell me some stories in text, and it's like, yeah, do you want to come on? I mean, so I know that they're going to be good, and they're going to tell some good stories, So because if they didn't, I wouldn't have them on. So it's like, yeah, like I always say, one of my interviews that, uh, it's funny, people later on, when they tune in, was Bryce Davidson. You know, and I'm not and I know Bryce listens regularly. I'm not knocking him. this isn't a knock on him, but it's who's Bryce Davidson, right? And they type his name in, uh, I don't know. You know, whatever. No, but you go and listen to that episode. It was fantastic. Excellent storyteller. Had some great, yeah, like I said, had some classic stories and uh, and a little leaf history at the end and uh, you know with some family history and uh, it was a great interview and then people I've, I've had I'm not lying I've had people text oh hey I finally got around to, I've been li- catching up on your catalog at least Prince Davidson's awesome and it was like yeah I know. I wouldn't have had him on if I didn't think he was going to be good, and it's like, you know, but it's, oh, it's a minor league guy, so if he didn't play in the NHL, you know, God forbid he didn't play for the Leafs, you know, or the Bruins, it's like, you know, who, you know, like I said, I've had NHL guys on, and they, they yeah, it's cool, you know, and I, it's it's fun to, like, hey, what was Mario Lemieux like, or what, what was Wayne like, you know, yeah, I mean, that's cool, you know, and everything, and I, I get it, but I don't know. I had as much fun talking to Dean Mayrad, you know, and it's just uh, yeah. So I like I always say, just because you, you may not have heard of the guy, don't just poo-poo the interview. Like tune in and trust me, you'll dig it. There'll be something in. Like I said, he'll say someone's name that you know, you know, and uh, at the fact is it really that bad to maybe learn something about somebody? Maybe learn a new pl- about a guy. Go to my YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube there'll be some fights up of the guy, you know, and you'll, you'll, you'll get a feel for him, and, you know, and I, and I think that's really cool, discovering new people, you know, like the same with that guy, I was, remember, listen, I, like, I don't follow new current hockey, I didn't know who Curtis Gabriel was, until I listened to the Biscuit podcast with him, so then I went back on YouTube, and l- after listening to his interview, watched some of his fights, I'm like, goddamn, it's pretty good, you know, and, uh, just shit like that, and it's, uh, so so the frustrating part of it like I said it's not the spit and chigglet guy I don't have a problem with those guys but yeah they do a 25 minute interview and all the all the spit and chit little follower monkeys savage interview yeahbo the best you know meanwhile I'm, I'm feeling for Alec because he did an interview with him six months ago and it's like oh if you guys just listen to that interview you'd be saying the same thing but because Alex doesn't have a fucking bottle of alcohol made after him with his name on it you know Uh, no one listens, and it's, I don't mean that no one listens, but you know what I'm saying, and and it's, and it's just, it's frustrating, and I, as like I said, as a creator, that gets frustrating, when you're like, hey, what about me, over here, like, I'm I'm trying to give you guys audio entertainment here, and, uh, and and you're, you're not taking it, and so it can be frustrating at times, but, uh, enough of that, I'm just saying, but I, I will say the one thing about the spit and chiglets guys and whatever and it's, and it's just sort of that new way. And like I said, being 44 years old, I guess um, like I said, I guess it's old man at the clouds, but I I don't, like it, to me, it, it's, it's eye-rolling when you see these guys that like never played or played you know, n- didn't play above Bantam, but they're like trying to like when they talk to Biz or players, they try to use like locker room lingo. I don't know. To me, it's just really. It's like, oh, Letter Kenny, the TV show Letter Kenny with Ferda, uh, Wheel Snipe Sally, bro. Like, I remember the first time I saw that show and I'm watching the hockey players, and I get it because that's the point of their character in the show. I get it, it's a TV show. So I understand what they're doing. But there are guys that like really talk like that. And it's like you know how annoying that is. Now, granted, the the one of the characters, the actual uh, actor Dylan Playfair, who was on Spit and Jiglets, played in the BC Junior League and stuff. So he did play at an elite level of hockey. Instead of so Jared Kiso, the main star, played in the in the, OP, in the OPHL. So I mean, yeah. So they're good hockey players. So I get it. Quite, I think the other guy played too, but I can't remember where. Um, but you know, but it's just like you read on. These guys call a that, a pigeon and all this stuff. And it's like, fuck, dude, you play Division D Adult Safe Hockey League. You know, you, you play on the fucking Jiffy Loop Barons. Like, shut up. You just sound like such a very pigeon, you know. and Like, you just sound like such a dork. Like, give it a rest with your, you know, just because you scored two goals, you know, against the f- fucking, uh, you know, watertight resistant fucking... Uh, window window installers uh you know there isn't going to be a bunch of puck bunnies hanging out out in the parking lot waiting for you you know as you climb into your fucking 92 Corolla you know settle down parked out behind the dumpster fuck but he's on twitter calling bissanet a pigeon and whitney this and it's just like oh god like he sounds like such a fucking loser but whatever but speaking of old guys yelling at things I was listening to a podcast the other day yeah, I, I know I, I, I'm getting the irony of this as I'm saying this but if if your gimmick is going to be that you're grumpy or mad or whatever or constantly ranting and raving makes sense like if you like other, other than that all you're doing is just saying stupid shit now I mean I guess it's like I'm going to say stupid shit so people like what's the term clickbait so people will listen but you like you sound like such a fucking moron but oh but i'm angry oh, okay well like i get your that's your gimmick you're you're the angry guy okay angry fan all right yeah but you know and then i'm going to do overrated you know okay you know meanwhile we're talking about you know guys that were you know you're oh He's a part of the best fourth line in hockey. But then you tell, then you say he's overrated. Well, okay. Well, what is it? This is the best fourth line in hockey is that you're overrated. It's just like, you know, and then you call a, a a legend of the team whose number is retired in their rafters overrated. Oh, okay. So again, like, is this your gimmick here? That I, I, if... Well, I mean, it, well, I, I, I get it. It's not lost on me that the fact that I'm talking about it clearly proves that. Well, see, it worked. What I'm doing, yeah, sure. But I'd rather people talk about my show because they enjoyed it and they liked it, not because I said something fucking dumb. You know, that's just me. I mean, I get you know any press is good press or any whatever. But I don't know. I what's I uh, whatever. I mean, have some self respect, man. I mean, I get it. I sit here and hit record and yell yell out the window and rant and rave about shit and hockey all the time. But you know, I'd like to think I had some uh, some points. Like, what's to say you know uh, complaining? But with, if you have complaining without any solutions, it's just it's just whining. I mean, anybody can bitch. It's the same thing at work. You get these guys that bitching all the time. Okay, well, what would you do better? Well, I don't know. But I'm just saying. Yeah, well, no, I hear what you're saying. I hear you're whining. That's what you're doing. But you're bitching a whole bunch, but what is your solution? You'll fuck whatever. Well, okay. Well, you're just a whiny bitch then. You know. I don't have a problem if you're going to complain, but give me a solution then if you're going to complain about it. And if you don't have a solution, then shut the fuck up. I don't want to listen to your complaints. Because, like I said, at that point, it's just whining. So if you're going to come on a podcast, make all these stupid fucking claims and that's your opinion you have the right to say whatever you want but when you get called out on it okay why are you saying that it's just because bro my show well no i get it it's your show and you can say whatever you want i'm just asking you okay if 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 that's how they're gonna do something or you say that or whatever you may be claiming why do you claim that What, what are your what's your you know, what are your statistics behind it, or what, what's your reasoning for this, and how do you fix the problem? Well, I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> so, so basically, you're just yelling stupid shit out in the ether. Oh, it's the create controversy to get people talking. Well, no, they're, the only, they're not talking, they're just making statements. You're a fucking idiot. I guess that's getting people to talk. Yeah, they're making fun of you, that's the talk i 'm just whatever I'm not I'm, I'm not saying that this show was on the network not on the network whatever I'm just saying I go around and listen to different podcasts uh, just to see what's out there what people are doing maybe do some scouting um, you know if a show is kind of popular why I want to know why what are they doing you know and uh, I, you know and I'm again I'm not sitting there claiming like I should be up there with spit and and 31 thoughts in the top five of of, uh, chartables, no, I mean, I, am a niche product, I have, uh, I'm very thankful for the people that listen to my show, but I understand it's a niche audience, it's the old school, a lot of times, disenchanted fan, and, uh, yeah, I get anybody under, like, 25 would listen to my show and be like, who the, half the time, who the fuck is this guy talking about, and he sounds like an idiot, I get it, like, we all have our audiences, but I could tell you, when I when I look at shows that are ahead of me uh, and I want to know why they are and wh- what kind of content they're doing there is just gar- some garbage out there and I do not understand how people can listen to it but there are some famous shows like I don't know how people listen to Stevie Dangle I have no idea and I'm not knocking him as a person I mean I don't know him he could be the nicest guy ever I mean whatever I'm just sitting there listening to his show I mean I guess if you're a Leaf fan it's okay but I mean... Uh, I've, I've listened to two exactly two of his shows and i'm not saying it was just him but who, i know he had some goof on from tsn vancouver and some other guy and the three of them sounded like the most pretentious douchebags that i've ever listened to they were listening to the guy was listening to it in the shop when we were uh fixing some cans and i was just like what are we listening to like these three are just ignorant buffoons you know, and they're, well, they were talking about past drafts, and it was like, oh, man, I don't know what happened to this guy, I don't know, he's kind of, he flamed. he's kind of a bum, just played in the East Coast League, like, it was just so disrespectful, like, just the East Coast League, meanwhile, this fucking clown, you know, he was getting cut from the House League team, you know, it was just, it was just I hate shit like that, but it, and it was just, you know, any podcast that I, like, I have, I've always said a million times, so I won't go on and on about it, but, like, when you start knocking elite level athletes, to me you just sound like a you. I just shut the podcast. I'm like, I'm not listening to you. You're an idiot. Like you're just anybody. It's just an ignorant, disrespectful buffoon at that point. I don't even bother with. Like like I said, if an NHL guy like if like Matthew Barnaby or PJ Stock or whatever wants to say that this guy shouldn't be in the league or this guy, okay, they have they have the credibility to say so and and back up that claim. Yeah, like I said, buddy, that's playing e level adult safe hockey league. No, no, stop talking. But like I said, it's a podcast. This is free to air. You can say whatever you want. You can come on here and uh, yell at everybody. Sucks. And like I said, you don't have to listen, right? So, I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm just, I'm ranting here out the window. I mean, I get that everyone has the the choice, what the option whether to listen to it, whether to listen or not. I get it. So. I also have the right to question why anybody would. One of the topics I want to talk about today. I had to look this up because I was like, who are these people? Jake Paul and the Paul brothers. Jake and Logan, apparently. The YouTube sensation. Speaking of douchebags and douchebag fans. I'm like, who are these people? So I had to look them up. I said they're YouTubers. I'm like, what does that mean? I have a YouTube account, but then I look. So basically, it's like jackass. These two fucking pinheads act like morons and whatever, and all these idiots follow them. These these twelve to nineteen year olds who just think these guys are great and ballers, bro. You know, if I hear bro one more time, and it's just listening to those two brothers talk. You literally feel yourself getting dumber listening to him. But at the same time, I'm creating a brand, bro. They got a brand, bro. Hey, good for them. They hustled the money and they—I mean—they built a bunch of teenage rubes out of some cash. And hey, whatever. I mean, you know, I, I, I read up on Jake Paul as Wikipedia because I'm like, I want to know who this person is. He's supposed to be some Mister Tough Guy, Mister Boxer, or he knocked out up ex-professional athlete in his fight in the second round. They were the undercard to the Mike Tyson fight. The Mike Tyson, Roy Jones uh, Battle of the Geezers. That was, yeah. I love, well, I was a fan of both of those guys. and Well, Mike Tyson's a piece of shit. I don't give a shit, but everybody well, he's an icon, bro. Ah, He's a fucking convicted rapist. Fuck that guy. I have no use for Mike Tyson. But, in terms of his ability, yeah. One of the greatest ever, without a doubt. And he was something to watch in his prime. I'll tell you that. And Roy Jones Jr., I mean, yeah, that guy was just a technician. And uh, maybe hung on a little too long. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, they managed to bilk a few people out of some cash. And, uh, you know, whatever, good for them. Yeah, 50 years old. I wish I looked that good. I hope I look that good. Uh, I wish I looked that good now, let alone when I'm 50. But, but whatever. You know, like I said, no one said you had to pay to watch it. So, uh, but goofy here fought nate robinson in the undercard and uh i will say brilliant marketing because you'll get all the youtube all their instagram their two point whatever or 20 million followers on instagram or whatever uh bought the pay-per-view so i mean i will say afterwards mike tyson was sitting there talking and uh and he was saying how uh, youtubers are going to bring boxing back and it's like what are you talking about they're one and done, man. Like, they'll tune in to watch this idiot Jake Paul fight. But do you think afterwards they're like, oh, I'm really into boxing. Next time Dante Wilder fights and Tyson Fury, I'm going to tune in. No. They're not, they're, you're not, you didn't create... Mike, come on now. You didn't create all. Oh, in one night we created a million new boxing fans. No. They're Jake Paul nut danglers. They're not going to have fucking boxing fans. It was just kids stealing dad's credit card so they could fucking watch their YouTube hero fight. You know, and they could sit there and drink their fucking Monster Energy drinks and yell bro, you know, and fist bump after he knocked Nate Robinson out. I mean, he had a one-time payday. But I mean, if I was a boxing promoter, yeah, I'd be hey, that's the new thing. Or if I was UFC, yeah, sign a couple of these fucking YouTube dorks up and have them fight. You'll get a million new followers, or you get a million, easy for you to say, a million new viewers that night. To I me mean, it's just at that moment, right? I mean, one hey, hit it one time. You know? I mean, like I said, these guys have a massive following. They have a massive army of stupid behind them. I was laughing, one of Jake Paul's scams, he goes he, he the education system isn't getting these kids ready for the real world. I'm gonna give them a real world education on how you can make money and be an influencer. And I'm gonna try for seven dollars you can unlock I will give you the keys to success. So all these fucking Rube sent in the seven bucks and apparently oh it didn't unlock everything and it didn't teach him anything and it went out of business and they lost their money so well, I will say one thing you did learn, you did teach you something they don't teach you in school you learned a valuable lesson about being a mark and how you lose your money in this world very quick by believing con men so maybe, hopefully, hopefully, the idiots out there that paid this Jake Paul goof $7 to unlock his secrets of becoming an influencer, uh, you learned something. Hey, I'll charge you $6. Send it to me. HockeyFights at Hotmail.com Yeah, send me some cash, the PayPal for $6. And I will tell you how to become a YouTube influencer. Oh, God. But hey, I'm not, like, I'm not knocking Jake Ball in this. I, I, hey, if you can fucking get these people to part with, if you can get a fool to part with his money, you know, okay. Uh, If you're stupid enough to do it. But the point of all this is now, of course, after that fight, oh, he knocked out Nate Robinson. You know, and I, hey, Nate Robinson played 10 years in the NBA, obviously an elite level athlete at one time. You know, I, hey. But, He's a five five foot nine basketball player. So let's calm down on that. Uh, you, you're really kicking ass out there, there, Jake Paul. You know, this guy's talking like all of a sudden he's you know, I'm going to turn pro and I'm oh, hey I'll give the kid one. He's in good shape. I'll give the both, both, both Paul's kids, Logan and Jake, his bro, his older brother Logan, I believe he's the older one. I'll, I'll give him credit. They're both in great shape. You know. And apparently one of them was like a wrestler in high school, like a decent wrestler. So, they, I mean, they have some athletics to them, but uh, he is not a fighter. But, I mean, Nate Robinson proved once again that basketball players can't freaking fight, you know. I mean, and it's one thing to fight on the street or whatever. Boxing, obviously, is completely different, but... This he knocked out this Nate Robinson. Contrary to like this basketball, what is it? The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Apparently, you listen to Michael Jordan talk. I mean, he could fight. Never mind Logan Paul; he'll fight Tyson. Mike Mike likes to talk like how tough he is. It's like oh god, everybody on that. Did anybody watching? I'm all over the place here. I know, but anybody that watched the Last Dance documentary on Netflix, great, I loved it. Great documentary; it was really good. But I mentioned this, I think, in another episode. How hard were you rolling your eyes every time they talked about how tough Jordan was? Like, I'm not saying mentally tough for an athlete, because it was unbelievable, his mental toughness and the athletic and what he put himself through and the pain. Every elite athlete goes through all this. But the actual, like, fighting, it's like, oh, you don't mess with Mike. It's like, oh, fuck, seriously? Like, he's a fucking six... You ever watch a basketball fight? Go on YouTube, just type in basketball fight. Do any of them look like they know what they're doing? Do any of those guys scare you? Aside from their reach, yeah, obviously. But, I mean, you know, now I'm not, I'm not saying all of them. Like, obviously, there's some kind of some bigger dudes that, you know, obviously they grew up in the hood and whatever and had a tough life. And, I mean, obviously, I'm sure they threw hands in the, on the court a few times and in the street, and they were legitimately tough dudes. But overall watch those guys fight. Let's calm down on how tough basketball players are, you know. So let's uh Nate Robinson, I'm pretty sure let's, uh, like he obviously, I'm sure he hit the bag a few times, It took some training, but let's calm down on all of a sudden he was going to be the like these two are huge friggin fighters. You know, and then Evander Kane, who I mean has never met a fucking social media platform he didn't like, that big mouth. I mean, I hope him and Jake Paul do fight. Can I cheer for a double knockout? You know? Like, oh my god. Talk about a heel program. Like, I can't stand it. Like, Evander Kane's a douchebag. But I also think Evander Kane would fucking close, and shut this guy's mouth in about half a round. You know? And I mean, listen to this guy talk. It was like, they didn't know who he was, and I laughed because he's a professional hockey player, so they, hadn't, they knew nothing about hockey. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The NHL's such a big brand and all. But uh, that kind of cracked me up. But yeah, I mean, first of all, you goof this is an elite level athlete so spare me your fucking, who are you you know, you know, okay and there's nothing The they fight, does he, like, yeah, hit YouTube you'll see it, now, I mean, everybody who's telling Logan, or Jake Paul sending him clips of the Matt Cook fight, well you know, isn't that like going over to the playground of beating up a grade six like i don't know if beating up matt cook is exactly the shining pinnacle of my resume but nonetheless he dropped him so i get it but uh so once again i'm recording in two parts here now it's now it's saturday afternoon and i'm picking up where i left off here yeah with uh everyone showing the matt cook clip like it's uh like we're you know we're taking to eat, like he took down larry holmes or something so but uh, although with with Kane, I don't know if uh, Kane, would they be able to have the fight in Las Vegas? I mean, uh, you know, Kane can't even pay his casino debts. I know he owes, uh, the 500 grand to the Cosmopolitan Hotel and a marker that he hasn't paid yet. I always laugh, though, but he can sure go on Instagram and was it he you in know, the balcony with his pictures with this brick, money brick to his head and posing with all this money. But, yeah, he, he owes the casino 500 grand. Yeah, okay there, Evander. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big Kane guy, but I will say I I, I think he'd take a round out of Jake Paul. But uh, actually, the guy I would mind see fight is uh, get Reeves in there. Reeves is a Vegas guy. He'd have a good hookup at the, you know, he could have it at the MGM or something. And uh, yeah, I think Reeves would take a round out of Jake Paul as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, it's funny though when you when you see the stuff on Twitter though because of course you get all the, like I said, you get all the little Jake Paul, nut huggers on there and oh it's just oh it's embarrassing. I don't know, but like like I said, these uh, apparently these two like to really talk like. They're, they're from the mean streets of Cleveland and like somebody said you were born in like the rich suburbs like their parents are rich they live in like the Rudy tooty snooty area up and up in the hills and somewhere outside of Cleveland and it's like yeah but the, they like to play the rocky story like they're from the mean streets drinking raw eggs and running at the crack of dawn and through the through the streets with the people like <laughs> you know but I always like the YouTube they're influencers oh 2020. Yeah, we're influencers now. Uh, I need to be a fourth line voice influencer. How do how does a person get that job? Oh, I'm afraid that's a young person's game. But uh, yeah, so that's where we're at with that. Who were you betting on? Who's gonna bet? you, You gonna bet on Jake Paul or Evander Kane? Who would you bet on? I I'm waiting for George Larock to uh to chime in. I mean George likes to get his name in print. I'm sure I'm sure he probably already ha- I think George has me blocked on Twitter. But um <laughs> you know, for whatever reason, I don't I like George. I, you know, I George likes to I think George likes the smell of his own farts though. But, you know, I shouldn't say that. George and I the only time I've dealt with George, he was nice to me. You know he's you know and I was respectful of George. I mean I have respect for what he what he did in the in the role and as a player and stuff. Um, you know I can only go by my experience. You know he's a good dude, but uh, you know I think George likes to get his name out in the press and and stuff. So I'm sure he's chimed in about the Jake Paul thing as well. At the same time, I think if he got a hold of Jake, he'd put him in the next week too. So and plus I don't think Jake ever seen no lefty. Yeah, so. But yeah, it'll be uh interesting going forward. But I mean I will give the the Paul's credit, they've uh they've managed to, you know, fool a ge- fool a generation, you know, but uh yeah, well. But yeah, that's the, but I'm like, I kept seeing this and I'm like, who are, like, I mean, I've heard their names before, but I'm like, I never knew what they did or like what they were. Like, I just thought they were some like reality show dorks, you know, but I'm like, what is this? And now they're fighting and all this. And I'm like, what are we doing here? So I had to go on the Wikipedia page and look a few things up. Look at the the things I do for you people, the research that I have to do. I go above and beyond for this network. I going to talk to Isha about a raise. I want to get some influencer money, Isha. I know you're listening to me on your bike. Hey, I, I, I heard his ankle is healed. And he's back on the. He's back on two wheels, rolling. Old wheels, Isha wheels. Yeah, Hot Wheels, Isha. Ride, riding through the woods. Gotta watch for those jaywalking trees, though. You guys ever see that video? <laughs> he posted it. I shouldn't laugh because it looked like it hurt, but it was kind of funny though sorry man, it was kind of funny though um, uh, yeah, but like I was saying with the betting do you ever, for those folks out there that, uh, that like to gamble, do you ever talk to the guys uh, like the people that don't gamble, like when you're talking about it or whatever they're like, well what do you have to do and it's like, well you gotta pick these games or whatever well that's easy, I can do that well okay if it was easy and you could do that yet you continue to come to work every day for eight hours like uh you know if it was that easy everybody would do it right i always love the betting is easy guy you know of course we have the office pool the nfl around the office uh there's about 30 what is it 36 people in it or something the nfl pool you know normally i do pretty good i do okay but this year so oh i think i'm like i'm literally like 27th i'm just Terrible this year at the NFL. I have no feel for it. I don't know what's going on. Like, just, oh, brutal. Although I did manage to win a week, so at least I got my entry fee back. So, yeah, at least I did that. So I broke even for this whole schmoz this year, because I'm certainly not going to finish in the money. But, Brutal. But uh no, and here in Canada anyway, you can play Proline Sports Select in different provinces. It's called that in BC, I think it's called Action Sports. Um but it's all across Canada. Basically, it's like the lottery, like lotto tickets, you know, people down in the States with your Powerball and stuff. We had the Lotto 649 here or the Lotto Max. Same thing, go into your convenience store whatever, buy your dollar lotto ticket or $6 with the extra blah blah blah. You know, although we don't get up to six hundred million like they do in the states, but uh, uh, granted, at the same time in Canada they don't tax your lottery winnings either. Although I guess at that point you win six hundred million, you know, really you get a bitch about the taxes. But you know what I'm saying. But in Canada they don't they don't tax lottery winnings. Um, Anyway, I'm completely lost. What was I saying? Oh yes, so. But you can also bet on sports here um but you can't bet on single games so basically it's parlays yeah it's a minimum of three games maximum of six and they basketball all the sports football basketball soccer uh hockey so um so yeah you can go to 7-eleven by your uh by your big gulp and uh and bet a three-team parlay on the on the football tomorrow so yeah it's pretty cool um there's a few different gimmicks to it. You can play point spread as well. Um, but uh, they also have what they call ties. And this is where they get you. This is why the payouts are so good, but this is why the odds are super long. Parlay, ti- parlay betting, for anybody that's a season gambler, parlay tickets are suckers bet anyway. Although I love doing it because the big payday, if you manage to win. But they are sucker bets. But um, one of the gimmicks in football is they have to win by four. Anything less than that is considered a tie. Um, so obviously the tie odds are higher. Uh, in hockey, if it goes to a shootout, that's a tie. Uh, baseball, there isn't anything. Um, well, basketball's five points. Anything within five points is a tie either way. So as you're sitting there thinking about how many games come down to the wire, final shot, football, field goal wins it. So there's quite a few ties. Like I think last week in the NFL there was like four And you can get some pretty good odds. This is why you get the big tickets. Um, Many years ago, um, before they actually changed... Before there was some more... Like, now there's more overtimes because, you know, they go to four-on-four. So it's harder to get to a shootout. See, like, if a team scores an overtime um, before that, whoever scored won the game, but they had to get to the shootout for it to be considered a tie. So back before the four-on-four... It was, you know, it, it was tough to get to the shootout. Um, but now, as long as it just goes into overtime, it's considered a tie. It doesn't matter who wins in the shootout. So, uh Many years ago, I had actually I had a $10 bill on me And I and I randomly picked Like like I said, I don't really watch the NHL But I just kind of look at it And I'm like, well, these odds All these teams look fairly even So, okay, screw it I just picked four random games to tie And I bet 10 bucks on it that came in And I won $11,000 So that, that was a pretty sweet payday And uh, I have proof if anybody wants to uh, If anybody's calling bullshit, I have proof I, I have the, the fake check here From the lottery company but uh, I've managed to hit up That was the high. That was the best one I ever hit. But I've had a few four thousand, a five thousand dollar one. Uh, hit a couple wins during March Madness every year. Um, I really like betting on basketball because, like that five point spread, you can get some sweet ties and that. But overall, yeah, it's a suckers bet and stuff. But whatever, I do enjoy it. But it would be funny as you're talking about the pro line or the betting. Somebody would be like, "Well, all you have to do is pick three games." three winners that's easy it's like okay sure yeah <laughs> well like i said if it was easy everybody would do it so i mean yeah you could three you could pick three obscene favorites and bet 10 bucks and your ticket pays you 11 dollars. i mean yeah you could do that but that's not really the risk reward is not uh is not really there for that but um no I, I that, that's about it guys like I said I'm, I'm rambling I will say yesterday um, well it's in this episode but this episode's sort of a tale of two days because I recorded most of it first 30 some minutes uh, on yesterday and then I'm just doing the rest here on Saturday but um, I had mentioned uh, earlier in this episode that I'm doing this episode I'm doing this solo show and then I'm having a player interview I'm just like word soup over here I'm just rambling what am I doing Anyway, I interviewed Mike Haley last night. No, not the Ottawa Senator one. No, this guy, this cat played three years at the Spokane Chiefs in the mid-90s. And he was part of that crazy brawl where the guy got hauled. He was one of the guys that hauled the guy under the stands. Um the spokane seattle preseason brawl which we talked about um yeah so i talked to mike for a couple hours um the other day uh, yesterday and it was uh, a lot of fun good guest i think you guys will really like it he told some really funny stories and uh i, I really enjoyed talking to talking to him I have to thank chris graff for setting it up because graffer was the one that gave me haley's cell number and uh yeah it was really cool so that'll be coming in a couple weeks next uh wednesday or the wednesday coming here what in uh in three days or four days i guess um is my interview with steve adams and um that you guys will i already mentioned it i believe so i I won't go on anymore but you guys will really dig the interview steve was a great guest and a lot of fun to talk to but um before we go um i want to personally thank joel lazito who uh sent me a package that uh When I picked up the box, I I think the mailman's probably hunchback now because it it weighed like nine pounds. I didn't know what he was sending me. I was like, you know, I thought it was a couple pictures and DVDs. All of a sudden I picked this up. I'm like, what did this guy, Would he send me a New York brick? Like, did he send me a piece of the Statue of Liberty or like, what's he sending me here? You know, um, I thought it was like maybe Oleg, uh, a chiseled Oleg Kavasha bust. But no, it was uh, it was really cool. Uh, Joe used to work in the uh, Fleer with the hockey card company back in the day, and he sent me a whole ton of pictures, like hundreds. Like it's ridiculous how many pictures he sent me, and uh, tough guys and stuff. So that was really cool. And uh, I was funny. I can't remember who I was talking to the other day. I was telling Joe I had mentioned that. Um, I'd really like some Retromblay pictures. I don't have any. I don't have any real good ones though. I do now. There was a bunch in there from when Rhett played with the Las Vegas Thunder. So that's pretty badass. So uh, Joe, thank you uh, once again. You did not have to do that. Um, although I laughed, the whole thing started because I wanted to get a Fort Worth DVD off of, and that's the one thing Joe forgot to put in the package. <laughs> so i feel bad now he's gonna send me another one i don't think the next one has to be eight and a half pounds though but uh i will i i will certainly not forget this my friend and uh i know we've talked a long time about uh sending stuff and uh once the silly season's over here and we get into the new year um and the mail kind of slows down i have got some stuff i'm gonna send you and uh thank you we'll do that and uh also um Oh, there's a there's a cat on Twitter, and he's on Instagram as well. Um, his name is Trent. He lives in Edmonton. Um, some of you guys might have seen it on the NHL uh, t- at Twitter feed. Um, he goes by Old Time Table Hockey um, on, t- on Twitter and on Instagram, I believe. Um, I'm not on Instagram, but I, I saw it in his profile. And he has built a Boston... You, you know the old tabletop hockey games, the rod hockey games from back in the day. He has done that. And, but it's the old Boston, and he's done it with the Boston Garden. And he's got the stands, and it looks, it, you just have to see it. Go on Twitter, look it up, or just type in old-time table hockey. Uh, and th- his name is Trent. And uh, um, it was funny because we were talking privately, and I, he said uh, he listens to the show, so which thank you. Um, hello Trent, and uh, he, he was mentioning how we he thinks we traded tapes back in the day from the old fried chicken message board days. So we probably did, but uh, so that was that was kind of cool. But uh, I just sent him a message saying how much I dig is uh, the the old time the hockey thing and uh, with the because we, we all had the old rod hockey games way back in the day and uh, and he does these little scenes like in his profile picture he's got like Ben Wilson and Terry O'Reilly fighting and it, it's just really cool. You gotta check it out. But he's done an amazing job. The details Details, tremendous and uh no that was really cool so I, I suggest you guys check that out and i was telling them he's in edmonton i said once the virus clears up here and we get back to normal i said um i go to edmonton at least a few times a year and uh, i certainly want to stop by and i want to see this thing in person and uh really looking forward to that and uh other than that before i go i will say today on twitter this morning i posted a link gates tony twist uh, fight from the Western Hockey League up, when, and Link really gives it to Twist, and uh, and it's been viewed. It's already had like almost two thousand views now, and and people are commenting, and I think more. Well, a lot of people are surprised that Twist, you know, lost or whatever. But oh there's just some good Oh yeah, yeah. This is really, really, really young though. Like Tony never lost after this, and he'd kick Link's. Out. Like it's just like they're just just trying to make excuses. It's like. Calm down. I, like I, we know, I know Twist is your favoritist. It's, it's okay. Everyone loses. It's like it's not like you got beat up. It's like it, it, relax. It's, it, it reminds me on YouTube, and I should. I always say I should disable the comments on YouTube, on my YouTube videos because the amount of morons is unbelievable. But I had a guy lecture me about how big and bad Bob Prober was, and I'm like, yeah, I know. But he was talking about. Well, first of all, it was a Craig Cox Jay Miller fight. That this guy decides to chime in on, and he says, "Oh, well, Cox was Probert. Cox was Probert's punching bag." I'm like, "Hardly." Oh, Bob was the best. I'm like, "Well, I didn't say he wasn't." But you go back and watch both of the Probert and Cox fights. Probert isn't kicking his ass. Cox is right with him, giving as good as he's getting. Now, if you want to, oh, Bobo punched him you know, 42 to 38. Okay. I guess if it's like, what is this, Compustat boxing? Like, I guess if that's a win to you, whatever, but, oh, that fight there, the refs had to save Cox and, you know, okay, well, I said the beating couldn't have been that savage because Cox fought Joey Koser in the third period and then scored the game-winning goal. So... You know, uh, let's calm down on the. You know, you, you think he got sent to the ER or something after that fight, and then the very first fight they ever had in Vancouver. You know, like I said, Cox is with him the whole way. Probably would hit him uh, if you want to say, well, punches landed. Cox probably landed more, but I'm not gonna say he won. It was just, it was just a good fight. But so some of these people, and then on the enforcer page, that Alex's enforcer group. Anytime something comes up about Probert, it's like, oh my god, like he just never lost. He was the best, and all this and that. And you know, it'll be about two unrelated. Like, they'll be talking about Scott Parker, about something, yeah, but Probert got him. Okay. And Probert beat lots of people. Yeah, but I'm just saying, everybody talks about how great Parker was. Probert knocked him out. Okay. And Probert knocked out Bob McGill and Gary Nyland, too. You know like and probert got knocked out by todd ewan so and grant jennings and chris tamer you know i what's your point i don't you know but every time someone mentions the name scott parker inevitably you look next time you're on facebook on that page or on twitter and somebody mentions scott parker some douchebag will inevitably bob probert okay like somehow losing to probert with some Like, I'm like, is that some slight? Is that supposed to be some big put-down that you lost a fight to Bob Probert? I'm like, well, if that's the case, then every guy from the 80s to the 90s lost to Probert. So, like, I don't... Okay. But it's just all these diehard fans and i'm and john i see you on the facebook page still not hugging about dave man it's it's embarrassing dude just embarrassing everything blackhawk is just oh they're the best and kurt fraser top five most underrated ever and you know it's like yeah he probably was but i don't want top five top three like whatever Can't you just say he was good? Like, why do you got to be that guy all the time? Like, you were an annoying fucking goof on Fried Chicken. Now you're an annoying goof on the Facebook page. Like, God, some of these guys. Like, I get everyone has their favorites and all that, but it's just this Homer fandom. It's just embarrassing sometimes. It's like, yeah, dude, we all get it. We all, I know you're a big fan. You don't, they all lost. Like, Cam Jansen's today had to come on the Twist thing. Hey, everyone loses. It's no big deal, you know. But all these guys just won't give it up. It's just like whatever. Don't you know like, who would career would you rather have, Twister Gates? Like no one's saying anything. Like who are you arguing with? And it's like you know, if Link Gates hadn't gotten to his car accident, I could tell you the heavyweight scene in the nineties NHL would have been a lot different. If Twist, because Link should have had about a ten-year NHL career. And like I always say, the fight with Probert when Probert's in his prime and Link's like 23, 22 that's what would have been or what could have been yeah so yeah twist would have been in trouble for many years if link hadn't got hurt in a car accident you know i'm not saying that little gates would pummel him every time i'm just saying that link the whole league would have been in rough shape if, if gates had stayed around his entire career you know but again it's like oh just can we, we just relax on the favorites like they all won they all lost it's no big deal let's just appreciate the fact that there's video of it and these guys are most of them are still around telling stories about it and you know we get to watch it like why does everything just have to be an argument all the time it's just like i don't know i don't get it but anyway i think that's about it i mean what is that it's like an hour you know it's a sunday you know or maybe you're listening to me monday morning on your commute uh you know, don't worry. It'll be all right. Christmas is around the corner. Um, we're set, I think we're going to set up a tree here a little in a little bit. I got some cool ornaments. I'm going to take some pictures. I'll put them on Twitter. If you're not if you're not on Twitter, or you are on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, Fourth Line Voice. Um, if you ever have any, and you're, but you're not on Twitter, um, and whatever, and you want to, like, ask me something or say something, or if you have any pictures out there, I'd love to see some old fight pictures that you may have, no matter what it is, junior, whatever. Hockeyfights at hotmail That's right. I still have a hotmail account. Why not? So what? I dig it. It works, and plus, it's hockey fights at hotmail. It doesn't get any better than that. Hockey fights, all one word. So um, yeah, s- drop me a line if you're not on Tw- if you're on Twitter. Just send me a private message. I'm on there. Um, the DMs are open, as the kids say. But uh, if you're not on Twitter, um, yeah, email me, and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Whether you, if you like the show, hate the show, what I should talk about, if you have any topics, if you want to come on the show and tell some stories, if you have any pictures or any fight footage, even if it's on VHS tape, drop me a line, let me know, and uh, I will get back to you promptly. Um, other than that, like I said, fourth line voice on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the channel, check it out. I got over twenty two hundred fights on there. They're all sorted, whatever league you're looking for. Um, yeah also guys whatever platform you're listening to this show on whether it be itunes spotify google play what have you um subscribe to the chat um subscribe to the channel um or the station or i don't know how do you view fourth line voice and spotify if say you're listening to spotify you can subscribe to me so the moment the the, the new episode comes out Um, you'll be notified. and You can listen to it right away. I think a lot of times they come out either late at night or or in the morning. And um, I don't actually post the links of the show until like mid-afternoon to the evening when I get home. So they've already been out for like 10 hours. Um, So if you want to get it right away, because I've had people like, oh, I wish I could listen to this on the drive to work in the morning. Well, just subscribe to um, Spotify or iTunes because they all come out at different times. So, um, yeah, if you're subscribed, like you said, you get notified right away that there's a new episode. So, and uh, and rate and review the show because it helps me out in the in the um, search engines and and that sort of thing. Apparently, uh, that's that's what I, I have no idea, but that's what they tell me to say. So, but uh, rate and review the show, though. I do appreciate it. But uh, other than that, guys, um, I will uh, let's wrap this up for this Sunday. Um, but like i said wednesday i got uh steve adams interview and uh, like i said steve was great has some great stories and uh so with some run-ins with topper and serge roberge and uh menome lots of uh lots of hijinks with steve so uh it was a good talk so you guys will dig it trust me uh until then uh stay safe and uh i will talk to you guys on wednesday all right thanks guys